sacked and a fumble. He put it on the ground. Cougar ball. They outplayed us. I don't know what more you can say about it. I don't know who this team is. I'm watching the Wisconsin Badgers, and I don't know what I'm watching. You don't go from 6-6 to week one, you're a top 20 team in the country. Hey, it's time to talk Wisconsin football on Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Simden Chevrolet of Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. the second time. This time it's Chris Orr, the senior from DeSoto, Texas. Chris Orr joining the show, former Badger. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. And we're going to get to hear from Chris Orr in a a second. This segment is brought to you by our good friends at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. Also, by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, the official barbecue joint of Rutledge and Hamilton. And Chris, I heard your clip and it made me think here that I felt guilty of this, that I expected a, on the NFL side of it, a three-win Chicago Bears team to be ready to compete uh, in the NFL and be looking really good week one. And they've added players, but I probably outsourced my expectations. And I heard your clip. <laughs> We're expecting a 6-6 six and six team to be a top 25 team Week one, now week two. Uh, all that being said, Chris, I want to get to this part of it. My takeaway from the game was the Badgers were not the better team, but they did play well in the second half, well enough in the second half to steal a game, except the officials kind of disallowed them from being able to steal that game with two completely whiffed calls. It felt like the Badgers with Stave at Arizona State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not buying that, man. I'm not buying that. I don't think the game was solely on those calls. No, not solely. And I said the, ba- the Badgers could have stolen it because that would have tied the true, game true. and they got the ball back. It's not solely on they, it. They could have. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, we still could have stole it because uh, after the no safety call, mm-hmm. we got a we got a Tim had a good return out to the plus thirty five, yep. and then we get. 15-yard penalty back aside of field goal position, we get off the field. Um, and then even after the fumble, we got a chance to stop them, and, and we don't, even if we just held them to three. But even if you go to the point of – even if you simply just take away that 15-yarder after Tim's punt, mm-hmm. even if we don't come away with a touchdown, we come away with three, man, we're up. Yep. We're up, and that's a completely different game. Oh, I, I'm going to be honest. I had those high expectations. I thought – there ain't gonna be growing pains. They're gonna. This new coaching staff's gonna step in and figure it out. And I, I think it. It felt like they wanted to stay. It feels like they're stuck in between this air raid offense and this classic Badgers smash mouth football. And I feel like they're they're just struggling to find their identity on the field. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They're definitely struggling to find their identity. And I, I would say that. If I'm being honest, they're not doing a good job of meshing uh, the last schemes with the new schemes because it's hard to go from a pro-style offense completely to air raid. Like I would love for I, w- I would love to even even if it's just out of the pistol formation, even if it's still gun, I would love for Braylon at 245 pounds to be running downhill just to get us out of a bind because he has the body and the frame to do that, and he's done it 
he's done it his first two years as a Badger. He can definitely still do it now. But also, I man, I I I want to talk about the defense. I I I, I can't. I hate seeing a three-man rush. I, I think we need to get back to bringing four plus. That's what these guys are recruited for. That's what they've been accustomed to for these years. And when you just try to go completely AWOL on that, it's 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 hard to get on the same page. Absolutely yeah. on that part of it. Now, with that, I mean, when you say bring four, does that just mean at least similar to like the three four defense where you're bringing more guys? It doesn't have to be four guys lined up. Right, right, exactly. It doesn't have to be four guys lined up on a defensive line. Like we we did it a little bit in the second half. We started uh, involving our backers more uh, early in the game. Jake Cheney got a sack, and then uh, Muma got a sack, and Hunter was in the backfield. So like just getting those guys a little more active to create some type of change, create some type of momentum because we were searching for momentum and confidence the entire game, and we just never got it. How much of missing Taylor in that? Because the defense got better in the second half. I mean, how much did uh, getting uh, Taylor, who was suspended, I think for the first, or Turner, excuse me, who was suspended for the first half back in that game? Because it did seem like that helped. I mean, I I don't disagree with you on the scheme thing. There was definitely issues, but it did seem like that helped a little bit. Yeah, no, it it definitely seemed like that helped. That's always a help, usually, when you get a guy back. And he's he's definitely a leader on that team. He's somebody that's established. He's made plays as entire career here and every every one of his teammates knows knows that the staff knows him i know coach trestle tried to recruit him at uh michigan state but um yeah it definitely helps because it provides some type of like emotional relief it's like oh man like everybody's at the fight now like everybody's here now we were down one everybody's here and i think it did help but i think uh i think they need to go back to just you know schematically and like because if we want to talk about the talent, like this is the most on paper, this is the most talented Wisconsin football team that we've ever had. You know, the 2021 recruiting class was the highest recruiting class one. But then you add in some of these transfers, like C.J. Williams, Bryson Green, even uh, Mordecai coming as an established guy as a senior. Like this is a talented roster, so it's definitely. I wouldn't say it's a talent issue, but at the same time, this for the for the majority of this roster, this same roster was here last year too and I know that uh we, we didn't have the best quarterback play but I, I'll tell you this that was not the only issue absolutely one more thing I have just on personnel wise for the Badgers and I don't know when Mullins will return but how much do you think Isaiah Mullins could have helped yeah I, I, I don't know to be honest but uh I think he could have helped for sure if, if anything at least helping guys get uh stay fresh you know I think uh James Thompson provided a lot of pressure out of the three-man rush just by winning up front so it's just that when you play a quarterback especially somebody like cam ward and i don't know if they'll play a quarterback uh as dangerous as him uh maybe somebody uh, a better like pocket passer whatever the case is but somebody that can hurt you on a play play in play out basis like cam ward i don't know if they'll see him again but playing somebody like him you can't uh drop eight defenders and only have three rushing because even though you had the numbers and coverage all you have to do as a receiver is find a soft spot and, and he can hit you. Or he can, he's going to have so much time. And he can, if you can easily buy time with a three-man rush, especially with his athleticism, and it hurt us for the second year in a row. Talking with uh, former Badger Chris Sorr, I was referencing Isaiah Mullins, the defensive tackle for the Badgers, who is out. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. I'm Jim Rutledge. He's Matt Hamilton. Yeah, and uh, 
Chris, I was just curious if, if you were to pick out one thing you saw on uh, this Badgers team as like a weakness that you would want to fix for the next week and moving forward, what would be that one like? What would you call the fatal flaw for the Badgers this week? Oh, that's a great question. I, I think, in all honesty, I don't even think it's the. Uh, it, if I was going to change something, it wouldn't be too much with the X's and O's because this is what we've been working. But I think it's the energy and the mindset of the team. Like you can, you can definitely see that in the team. Right. The team, they, they didn't provide their own juice. That's that's something that you always hear when you talk about you know football players and teams going into these hostile environments on the road. You know that when you get there, the crowd's not going to be loud when your defense is out there on third down. They're not going to be celebrating your touchdowns. So all their energy has to come from you. And you have to have, like, blind confidence and blind faith that, hey, even though we're down, well, I want to say at one point we were down 24-6 or 24-9, even though we're down, we know that this is because of what we're doing and not because they're just dominating us. We're, we're lacking somewhere, some way. Either we're getting beat one-on-one or we're having miscommunications or whatever the case is. We need to get on the same page, and we have that confidence because of the work that we put in. But that's on your leadership, you know, both players and coaches, to get that message through. It, you have to – that has to filter through from Coach Fickle all the way to the scout team. Like, the scout team has to feel like they can go out there and they can win this game too, and everybody else has to feel that way as well. Your leaders have to feel like, man, just give me the ball. I'm going to make it happen. Like, this is – that's the hard part about being a leader is when nothing's going well – you as a leader, you have to go make that play. You have to create something. Absolutely. It's that. It's like that Rocky Balboa quote. It doesn't matter how hard you hit. It's how hard you can get hit and yep. keep moving forward. Yeah. That's how winning is done. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's a great point because you look at this game and the way it was breaking down, the Badgers at halftime, they're demoralized. This It's a 9-24 yeah. to 24 game at halftime. Like you, In curling, I could shake. I could quit. I could say I could see right. the writing on the wall and be like this this ain't gonna happen. But the Badgers, they gotta go back out and they gotta play two more quarters of football. You gotta be right. able to be and this this I'm not blaming on the players. I think this comes from the top down. The coaches need to make sure everybody on that team believes that you're still in these games. And the Badgers yeah. did try and make a push there at the end, but too little too late. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. It, it comes from the top down for sure, and they did they did make a push. But where you saw it come up again was uh, after the fumble call. We we were deflated once again, and yeah. essentially just let them walk all over us. And it's like that sense of pride, basically, in saying because in all reality, they really had a chance to go win that game. Even after that fumble, you still had a chance, especially when when you see how fast the air raid could move down the field with Tanner Mordecai and, and uh, Coach Longo in this new offense, it can definitely be done. It's not like we're saying, oh, you get a stop and we got two minutes left and we're in a pro-style offense where everybody knows we're going to pass if we come out in, a, in an air raid set. You're, you're, not in that, you're not in that situation no more. You can score like dynamite. You can score in one play. That was Honestly, I feel like that was the big thing that uh, Coach Longo in this air raid offense was going to bring was the fact that, okay, we play some style defense, yeah, we put up some points, but then we might give up some at a crucial time. We need to go score quick, and mm-hmm. you can definitely do that. So they have to have that confidence in saying, like from a defense perspective, when you go back out there, you got to say, all we got to do is get a stop. 
they leave here with no more than three or we get a turnover and our offense is going to go score and we're going to go win this game. You have to you have to nurture and feed that mindset, though. Yeah. Talking with former Badger Chris Sore, last question I have for you before we let you out is two weeks in a row now the Badgers have looked pretty pedestrian, if not worse, in the mm-hmm. first half. But then the second half, like they do come out – with some schematic changes, they seem to come out with better energy, more organized. What? Right. How can we get that to happen coming out of the locker room? Play two quarters before the game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you come with halftime energy at the beginning of the game. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing. I'm tired of seeing Tanner Mertzikai. It's basically that's what I don't want to see anymore. <laughs> messaging to the team throughout the entire week. Hey, we're doing a great job finishing these games or creating some type of push, but we need to punch first. Right now, we're just we're just counter-punching. We need to punch first. We need to swing first. And you do that in your play calling, in your messaging to the team, getting your leaders together. However this team responds, whatever gets this team's energy going, you start that today. They started that today or even yesterday, you know, in their post-game meetings and flush out or whatever. But also in the play calling, like if we get the ball first this Saturday, uh, man, you tell you tell Tanner Mordecai, hey, we're taking a shot first play. We're taking a shot the very first play. We're going to try to start this thing fast. You do it in, with the kick return on special teams. We're drawing up this whatever kick return to try to get us in the end zone. Something to spark us fast. Something that gets us on our high horse quick. Mm-hmm. To then to, then to the point where it's like, oh, bro, all you got to do now is finish. And you've been doing that for the most part. So... Yeah, it, it's just got to be in the messaging all week and in the play calling. I, I want to see them come out pissed off and ready to punish Georgia Southern. Yeah, I like it. It's going to be a bounce-back game for the Badgers. Let's beat the snot out of the Georgia Southern. Shorten some necks. Shorten some necks and feel better uh, going forward. Chris, thanks so much for uh, hopping on the show. No problem, man. Appreciate y'all having me. That is former Badger Chris Orr, and he is brought to you by Simmons Chevy and North South Seafood Smokehouse. He will join us every Monday to talk Badger football. Sometimes we'll talk some Packers and other things. But right now, we wanted to focus on the ugly Badger game. They almost were able to steal one. But we'll talk some more about the Wisconsin Badgers. Obviously, get back to the Green Bay Packers. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts.